Welcome to the uh, What The Heck podcast and also the Crypto Ponzi screen, 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 YouTube channel. Oh, there's another voice. You probably didn't realise that if you listened to the podcast. There's two of us here today. Yeah. Well, there's one and a half. I'm the half. Now, I've just done a survey. I had a video that was looked at 16,000 times and the average listen duration was 58 seconds. <laughs> yeah, so, sounds about fair, Danny, for one of your videos. But we've only got 30 seconds left to keep people engaged, and you are going to help me keep people engaged. Mate, there'll be 16,000 people watching this for one minute. 20 seconds. It'll only take them one minute to work out they shouldn't be watching it. <sighs> that was a clicker. Don't tell them what that's for. They should know what that's for. They should know what that's for. Everybody who watches the DeHeck podcast should know what the clicker's for. Now, if you're on the YouTube channel, you'll see I have a beautiful um, solar system behind me. Right there. Yeah. It's not the metaverse. That doesn't exist. But if you look closely, you can see Uranus. Oh, my God. You can. You can, eh? <laughs> No, I never knew it looked like that. It's right next to the rings of Saturn. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Now, this isn't my podcast. Rob offered to come around and interview me about something he's a bit curious about. So I'm going to leave the talking to him, and I'm going to do all the answerings of the questions. Well, I was just a little bit curious about Jehovah Witness, and Danny used to be one. Did I? He used to be a witness to Jehovah. Yeah. We'll start off by saying, what is Jehovah? Well, Jehovah is meant to be um, God, and he had a son called Jesus that's it. So he's the the guy that the, uh, made the earth and the universe and the heavens and all things. All right. So why don't they just call it Jesus like everybody else? Well, Jehovah's Witnesses are different. Oh no! Hold on! Hold on! What, Jehovah's God. Yes. Not Jesus. Ah, that's the Trinity. Pagan people believe that belief. They believe there's Jehovah, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. That's what. Um, Pagan people believe it because they believe that there's three strands of um, a stronger than one. I'm not really enjoying the start of this podcast. And considering that I know in my head that if 16,000 people listen to this, most of them have already left. And you can't blame them, really. But they stay tuned. They're going to learn everything but that you know full of word. about. It's not. It is. What do they say? Everything that comes before the butt is a lie? Could be. Yeah. So, so okay, right, we've got Jehovah, we've got Jesus, and we've got uh, who? The Holy Spirit. Yep. Okay, all right. Where does the witness oh, come in? I just said yep. Did you? Judge Judy would tell me yep is not a word. Uh, where does the Holy Spirit, well, they believe the no, Holy... No, 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 the witness. The witness? The witness. Well, would Jehovah witness, is that right? Oh, Jehovah witness. No, witness means that you're a witness of witnessing. I don't even, I forget, because it was 23 years of age when I left. But apparently, a Jehovah's Witness is out there telling people about God's new kingdom that's going to come to the earth. New kingdom. What about the old one? Well, that's going to be, um, that's stuffed. Is that earth as we know it? Well, no, because we had a fallen angel. No, we didn't. I've got to get this right. We had Adam, Adam and even Steve, but I've added Steve. Have you? Yeah. Right. But uh, Adam came to earth as a perfect person. And then woman come along, 
<laughs> and, and stuffed it up. Hill. It did. Yeah. Yep. All right. Apparently, Adam said, I want my rib back. Yeah, I can't remember that, but because she was born. Oh, look, I'm no good at this Wasn't anymore. Wasn't woman really born good at of this. Adam's rib? Yeah, that's why you're missing a rib. You yeah. know more about this stuff than oh, I do. Oh, That's yeah. right. Yeah, because he had 11 ribs. They found As opposed to how many? 12. So women have 12 and men have 11. Now we all have 12, but do Adam we? only had 11. Somehow they managed to do an autopsy when he died and they figured out he had 11 ribs. They did an autopsy. I think people are going to be bored now. They didn't. This is not, <laughs> did they uh, do autopsies back is, then? Um, no, that's why I've always been... That's one of my pet peeves is they believed that um, he had 11 ribs because... Eve was made out of a rib of Adam. Is it Adam? Yeah, Adam. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Steve. Okay. So, so obviously Jehovah's Witness is a religion. How is it different to say Christianity? Christianity. How is it different? Well, they they believe that all other religions are false, except their one. Yeah, and which is kind of ironic because a lot of religions band together in times of thing when things go wrong. Except their one. Yeah, they really do. So they had the, a shooting in um, Hamburg. Is it Hamburg? Oh, that one recently. Yeah, and all the other religions decided to put on memorial services, but the Jehovah's Witnesses said, "We don't need your help, and we don't we don't want you to memorialise people in our congregation." that got shot, we'll do our own memorial service. And that was sort of a bit of a, a really unusual thing for other religions to get hold do of. Do they not do birthdays as well? Do they not do birthdays as well? No, they don't do birthdays. They don't do birthdays. What, no. why, what's wrong with the celebration of a birthday? It, it's the, you're really trying me, answering these questions. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah this, this is like um, because this Parkinson, stuff, but he he's smarter than me. Yeah, because... It was bashed into our brains that everything to do with any pagan festival originated from, sorry, any celebration like your birthday, Christmas, originated from a pagan um, festival that was not, was, you know, either worshipping false gods or, for example, the only birthday mentioned in the Bible, um, I think might have been King Solomon or one of the holy guys in the Bible, and uh, someone got killed at this birthday party. So because there's nowhere in the Bible telling us to worship our birthdays or celebrate the day you was born, it seems to have been something that Jehovah's Witnesses shy away from. Jesus was born on Christmas Day? Who says? Well, let's assume that he was. Do they celebrate Christmas? No. They but, don't. Now, how do we know that Jesus was not born on Christmas Day. I don't know. Well, let me tell you. Well, tell I me. got hammered to death with when I was this poor little wee kid growing up in the orphanage. No, I weren't. Um, because the shepherds were out there looking after their sheep yeah. when the wise men were following the star and found the stable or the, the place where Jesus was born. And they're walking along with their frankincense Golden yeah, mare or they, something. They yeah. were um, the reason why the wise men, you, you know, this is 
this is how pagan the world is. And the yeah. Jehovah's Witnesses are righteous people. Because every time you see Jesus being born, you've got Mary there who looks fine after 12 hours of childbirth. Yeah. And then you've got the wise men. The wise men were sent out by King Herod to find out where this chosen child was being born to kill him. Really? So you've got four wise men in the picture of Jesus being born in Bethlehem. They were actually there to report back to Herod to tell him where Jesus was so they could kill him. So it's not actually a nice picture when you see four about to murder Jesus in the picture. So the gifts got it wrong. that they had frankincense was just made up? Um, I'd have to say yes. Go over my biblical knowledge. I did not know that. Okay, so they okay. So so if they if the three wise men found Jesus, yeah, reported back to Herod, what happened then? How how come they didn't kill him as a kid? Well, um, there's a time in the Bible where I'm pretty sure it's King Herod, and if you are King Herod and you're listening to this and I've got it wrong, I apologise. Profusely. Just put it in the comments below. <laughs> and hit subscribe and hit the bell and you'll be notified when Jesus Ta-da! comes on board. Um, no, well, King Herod went out and killed every... Because they couldn't find Jesus. For some reason, the wise men didn't find their way back to Herod. Mm-hmm. So he killed every child under the age of 18 months of age, hoping to wipe out. Shout, you can never be too sure. Kill them all. Yeah. Yeah, boom, boom. Better to be safe than sorry. Had an AK-40... No, that was a different period. It wasn't King Herod that way. That was King somebody else. I think this is the New Testament. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like... You have been reading up about this. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so... Jesus managed to escape somehow. Hidden yep. under a rock, wherever. Yep. Um, so, according to Jehovah Witness... Scripture, whatever. What happened next? Oh my God! Um, oops, sorry about that. I meant to use his name. Oh my Jehovah! Yeah. Um, well, I know he was brought up in a family, and I all don't. I, all what I can remember, he was a carpenter. Yeah. Because that's what he was told. So he was always is a chippy. Had a nice set of drawers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Could could say that. Could say that. He was a carpenter. Yeah. I take my glasses off for a while. Had a particularly good wardrobe. Uh, okay, so he grew up. So, so in what part does Jehovah Witness beliefs separate from other mainstream religions? Well, there, it started the really unusual thing. There was about I think it was early nineteen hundreds. There was six guys that used to meet together. And they used to study the Bible, and they wanted, what they wanted to do is take the Bible and interpret it to what it was meaning. And there originally, was, originally, so right. there was a guy. I'm pretty sure it was Charles T. Russell's, and there was another. There were six of them, and they had a disagreement, and out of that, three major religions started up, and one of them remains, or all three of them remain today. I can't remember the names of the other two. You're saying that the Jehovah, Jehovah Witness religion is only just over 100 years old. That's right. Well, actually, over 100 now, isn't it? Is it really? Yep. Yes, I should say. I Sorry, Judge not... Judy. Okay. So it's basically made up with um, people who studied the Bible 
coming up with their own interpretation rather than mainstream interpretation of what it means. Yes. Yep. Right. Yes, I should say. Okay. So, so if I were a Christian mm-hmm. and I walked out of the Christian church and walked into the Jehovah, yeah, is the Jehovah Witness worship center a church congregation? A congregation. Yeah, congregation. They yeah. don't have churches. Yeah, so they don't like being called churches, and they don't like being called a religious cult. Do they have buildings that look like no, churches? No, they have kingdom halls. And normally it's just like a school hall with a microphone, sound system, lots of chairs, and a scripture of the year behind the guy on the Low stage. Low budget religion. Yep. They, we used to actually enjoy building the kingdom halls. We used to do it in four days. A concrete foundation would be down, and then we'd all get together and have a great old time and work you know, 24 hours a day and build these kingdom halls in normally four days. Wow. You, you, like yeah. the members of the congregation. Yep, a slave labour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, and also after you finish saving up for the kingdom hall, the kingdom hall would be owned by the Watchtower Bible and Track Society. Incorporated? Yeah, so they used to get us to build their kingdom halls. And now yeah. they've got, uh, they're like McDonald's. They have all this land and they all these kingdom halls. No. You find one on no the, every high-profile corner? There's no burgers. No burgers. No burgers, right. But they do have halls. So, wow, I did not know that. So yeah. where did the bikes come in? Ah. It is bikes, isn't it? No, now, yeah. I'm not confusing that with Mormon. No, you've got Mormon the Norman. Ah, right. So, okay. So We had, we had cars. We were classier than the Mormons. <laughs> how, how can you tell the difference between a Jehovah Witness and a Mormon? Different beliefs. Um, normally, have um, the guys come out from wherever they come, Salt Lake City, I presume. Yeah, Utah. And they normally come out for a, over a year or two years of service, and then when they go home, they often they have um, they get given a house where they they get hooked up with some gorgeous, lovely woman, and that's their wife. Uh, completely, nice. yeah, quite big, uh, quite similar, but quite different. Yeah, Utah, isn't it? That's. Mm. Mormonism, you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. And they also so oh, no, the ones not. that are on the bikes, or yeah, yeah, you know, like we stereotypically assume or associate with bikes. Ring, ring, ding, ding. Yeah. Are Mormons? Yes. Okay. Church of the Latter Day Saints. Yes. Yes. You know you okay. Okay. So, the ones that come round knocking on your door. Yep. I'll rephrase that. If someone knocked on your door, it's either a Mormon. Or it's a Jehovah Witness. Yep. Yes. And Ooh, who who are the ones that are really well dressed? Well, I'd like to say Jehovah's Witnesses because I'm a pretty classy dresser. Well, I still have suits in the wardrobe. I should have put one on. That cheap suit. The there. cheap Keith Williams suit. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, right. Okay. That was okay. a Ted Baker cheap. That's a Ted Baker suit. Okay. Fifteen hundred dollars. Okay. So. If if a Jehovah Witness comes a knocking, yeah, knock knock knocking on heaven's door. door, heaven's door, yeah, okay. So, what are they going to tell you or ask um, you? Well, normally I, I used to love it actually because people you'd knock on the door and they'd say, "I'm not interested," and then people would say, "Oh, I just tell them I'm not interested," and I said, "Well, I bet they said, are you?" not interested in Jehovah's Witnesses or are you not interested in religion? What would you say? 
Oh, interesting. Oh, I, I, I'd probably say religion. Excellent. But I can understand is that, that. Is that the wrong answer? Yeah, most people oh. say that. Oh. And, then you, and then you empathise and you say, well, I can understand that, Rob, because wouldn't you agree that religion is responsible for a lot of the mayhem going on in the world? But don't you worry, I'm not here to preach religion to you. Mm-hmm. We're actually out here today showing people the purpose of life or something like that. Ah, and nice. I get I overcome those obstacles. So every time you go to the door and you and you get some obstacle, you think about it. And, and that's why we go to the theocratic, theocratic, I can't even say it, the school to learn how to handle ourselves uh, when we knock on somebody's door, over, overcoming objections. And we even have a book. It used to be What's called Reasoning from the Scriptures. And it used to be, um, it used to basically look at 27 different beliefs and we mm-hmm. would be um, ready to answer anyone that might be a Mormon, might be a Christian, it might be a Buddhist, it might be a, a Muslim, and we would be able to answer them, you know, and understand their religion enough to strike up a conversation. With the view of conversion. Conversion wasn't the real purpose of calling. Even if we knocked on the, the door... The real purpose is to sell the watchtower? Well, that's that's a different story, but I do oh, believe okay. now with my understanding, I believe that the Watchtower Bible and Track Society is all about... Coming track up with, Society, did you yeah, say? Yeah, they, they come up with ways to get their literature moving. They're a printing company looking for a way to sell their magazines. That's Excellent. my interpretation of it. Excellent. But, but yeah. most of the time was actually just people... Um, we were looking. For, we were looking for lost sheep. So we knocked on your door, Ma- and you opened the door, and you said, "Oh my God, I don't know the purpose of life." You would. We be will show shepherd. you. But if they said, "I already know the purpose of life," and off, then we, we our job would be done. Excellent. Right. So so this is come, first tip, isn't it? So if a Jehovah Witness comes knocking at the door, the correct answer is. I can't say that on on YouTube. What? Go away. Leave go me alone. Away. Yeah. Go away. I'm, I have a purpose in life. I know where I'm going, and I know where to point you to as well. Well, I, I had uh, two weeks ago that I heard the door, door go. Ding, ding. And I got my video camera out, and I'm ready to arm at the door. And I opened the door with my video camera going, and there was this little girl... <laughs> trying to sell me a poppy for $2. So I gave her $2 and took a poppy, got it over there, and left. But if it was a Jehovah's Witness knocking on my door, I, I, it's, it's kind of like a trigger. And I'm not, well, I don't think I'm rude, but I would be rude. You I would be rude. I would make sure they knew. How rude? Rude enough so they would never knock on my door again. Do they record the doors that... People are rude. Yeah, from? and someone else listened to a wee while ago nailed it really well. They said that the Jehovah's Witnesses are all about the numbers. So if I knocked, we would get um, the whole map of Christchurch. We would break it into, you know, um, our different areas, and we would make sure that we were around the say this whole block here, and it's got fifty houses on it. Mm-hmm. Every person that's not home, we'd put them down as a not at home. We would keep a track. You would, you would record. Every house and 
Every conversation. Wow. Yep. Any conversation, any leaflets left, any watchtowers left, we would record how much time we spent knocking on the doors. Um, and also the expectations were to spend at least probably four hours a month knocking on people's doors. And the, am I allowed to tell you a story? Oh, I can't see why not. It's a personal story. Okay, I don't want to be a rash, okay. but anyway. I was, I, I was about 17. I was an impressionable, easily led 17-year-old. And a lady came round. I, I just remembered this story. Right. And a lady came round and she asked me what my name was. And, of course, I used to stutter and I went to say uh, Rob. And she thought I said Rod. So she must have recorded. Oh, I've only just thought about this. Must have recorded my name as Rodney. Oh. And we had a chat and she was quite attractive. There was her. Yeah. I'm and, quite attractive. And uh, she came back. And I can remember her coming into my room and she sat next to me on my bed. Yes. And nothing happened. But, oh, but she could have she could have converted me that day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I wish she yeah. would. My life would have been different. So oh okay, so all these people who go go round door to door, they kind of have like a customer relationship management system. So. Uh, uh, was it CRM? Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's so if you, scary. If you, if you weren't home, they would yeah. come around on a different day. So we'd probably say, all the, we'd do do not, what we call do not, uh, 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 do not, uh, do not, are uh, not homes. Yeah. yeah. I think it was are not homes. Do, uh, we're not homes. We were doing them on a different day, like a Wednesday night or a Wednesday evening because... On a Saturday morning, most people are home. On a Sunday morning, some people are at church, so we'd call around on Sunday afternoons. Wow. So they're going to get you. Yep. Yes. You better be prepared. You better yep. be prepared. Remember, I have a purpose in life, and I don't need yours. Yeah. Okay. And they've heard everything before. We've had people slam doors and break glass, you know, and um, and then we've helped them. Well, not me, but I've had a people. They've stained the door so hard the glass has fallen out. And then you've got the Jehovah's Witness trying to be nice and pick up all the glass for you because he's a nice guy. And I'm going. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So what's in it for the J Dub person doing the house calls? Um, why would you want to be a Jehovah's Witness? Is that what you're saying? Well, well okay. I'll ask you two questions. First of all, mm-hmm. uh, do all Jehovah Witness Witnesses have to do house calls. Uh, don't have to, but strongly encouraged to. Strongly encouraged for why? Because you are a Jehovah's Witness. Probably going back to the first part. So part of being a Jehovah's Witness is out there witnessing about His kingdom to come. As an army, let us go to combat the wicked foe. Oh, sorry. Any Jehovah's Witness listen will know what that means. That song. So. This is what you're calling. This is your purpose. This is your goal thing. Uh, yes, because there is a reward, and this is why I bust Ponzi schemes. For I, a living. Okay, okay. So mm. if I was a really good Jehovah Witness, yeah, you know, like if I wanted to go out there, nail, nail, nail these house calls. Yep. What's the reward? What's in it? Well, you would get, well, there's there's the ego, the ego you get to yeah. stroke your ego. They have conventions, and all the people that are spending 90 hours a month knocking on people's doors. 90 hours, oh, I thought you meant 90 hours a week. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, they, they yep. it used to be 90 hours a month, and then what well, they used to have regular pioneers, auxiliary pioneers, 
and then they had special pioneers, and a special pioneer might be go to a different country, and he will work full time wow. knocking on people's doors, and they'll keep track of all those hours. So 60 hours, 90 hours, and 110. Now, I've been out of it for 30 years, and I've heard that they've changed the hour requirement. But the other day... What, up or down? Um, down. Down. So you you actually did this. I used to um, be a, a, a auxiliary. I think it must be an auxiliary pioneer. I don't know the difference. And I used to spend 60 hours a month knocking on people's doors. And I did that for about what six a, or eight months. I, I, okay. And what age do most of these people start? Um, well, you start from, you know, 12... 11, 10 years of age, if oh, you want. Oh, well, I think I have yeah. seen kids do it. Yeah, you often see them. People look, think, oh, I actually quite liked it. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, it is part. It is nice being part of a community. Um, you do get rewarded because you get lots of pack, pets on the back. Um, yeah, so it's not all bad if you don't yeah. know if you don't know any better. You know, it's like being kind in America. Kind of character building, really, isn't it? Well, in America, you have freedom of speech. Being a Jehovah's Witness, you have... Uh, you have a congregation of people that care about you and good friendships. And I, th- when I look Mate, back now... we sign up? Well, 50% of people are in it, I believe, because of the the community. Mm. And they're in the family and they're too scared to leave. The- they call them uh, PIMs, whatever they're called. Uh, emotionally in, but physically out. There's a, there's a saying, I forgot what it is. But then the other people are in it because they believe the doctrinal beliefs of the Bible and God and the universe. But I don't believe everyone's in it. I don't think. I don't. Even, I think fifty-fifty people. Some people don't care whether about the biblical side of it. But we're all educated. We 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 were all educated on the Bible. So even like thirty years later, if you ask me where the Lord's Prayer was, I would say Matthew twenty-four fourteen. That was wow. drummed at me. And uh, as yep. in the heavens, our Father in the heavens, let your will be done on earth as it was. On heaven. Something like that. I forget the exact words. But, no, you know. no, forgive us yeah. this day, our daily readers. And then Reve- in scriptures we use, oh, very good. Yeah. Revelations 23, 3 and 4. It's not into temptation, but yeah. deliver us you from You obviously did a few things wrong when you were little. The power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Jesus, I've never actually asked you, were you brought up religious? No. Really? No, that was yeah. uh, 9 0 primary. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, however, I think that's changed now, hasn't it? Have, and they changed the Lord's Prayer or something? I have no idea. They have different Bibles. Uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses theoretically had their own version of the Bible that's come out now. They used to use the King James Version. Uh, they call it the modern uh, modern version, which is more understandable. But then if you're living in, if you're Hebrew or you're Greek or you're friggin', I don't know, Chinese, you're going to have a, ter- a different interpretation of the Bible, right? So like John 1.1, everyone used to sit there for years trying to figure out, you know, the word was with God, the word was a God, Word was God, and everyone said that that proved the Trinity, the three gods, you know. And you can sit there and read it one way or read it the other way. We'll rip wow. it out and burn it. But, I'm, you know. I'm quite impressed. I, okay, so uh, you're a kid, yep. Well, you could be a kid, yep. And you start doing this character building, cold calling, if you like, and you keep a track of the potential customers. And you're trying to, you were trying to convert them, aren't you? Um, give them purpose? You were hopeful that they would um, want to be led to um, the slaughter. Salvation. Oh, salvation. Salvation. Okay. okay. Mm. So 
Um, how long are you a pioneer for? Um, well, you can stop whenever you like. But I think it was auxiliary, regular, and then um, special. special yeah. Yep. So then you would basically climb up the ranks. And it, once again, it's all about statistics. You know, it's like, you know, if you said to somebody you were uh, going to Bethel, which is where they print all the magazines, uh, then you would, um, you know, be kudos. You know, oh, wow, he's going to Bethel. That's really amazing. You know, so... If you weren't, uh, I think the expectations that they put on you were quite high, but they were quite high because if you didn't get up there, some people didn't really give a shit um, and they didn't say I didn't give a shit, but some people didn't really strive to be, and they may have been looked at as people that weren't really in it. You know, they were just along for the, they might, for example. Um, for the food and drink. Well, you can't have sex before marriage. So a lot of people. Uh, you can't. No, well, you can, but you're not you allowed can. to. <laughs> yeah, you can do you anything. You can. So a lot of people might hook up together because they were young. So at the age of 18, people literally would get married. So then you've got husband, because a good mate of mine, he's married, but he was so busting to get married because you couldn't have sex before marriage that he met his wife and she was like holier than holy and he was always behind her. Well, not like that, but <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, you know what I mean? Like, So it's kind of like some people were in he it. He was led, wasn't he? He was led. Yeah, he was hope, hopeful, I think. Yeah. And now he's got three kids and he doesn't want to talk to me anymore because, you know, his wife he will get in trouble. Must have got lucky and... a handful of times at least, mustn't he? Three times. Yeah. Okay. So, so Whoops, hold up. Let's, <laughs> let's say you go through the stages of being a uh, pioneer. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yep. Not to be confused with the stereo system, by the way. So, yeah. you, you, okay, so you go through. So let's. Say hypothetically, you do all your cold calls and you go through the levels from auxiliary to that other thing and and special pioneer. What then? Oh, um, the 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 messages. Well, the the whole purpose is the you got to, this ain't like Grandmaster well, Flash, is the, it? What what you're living in the last days, Don't mate. Push so you're living in the last days. Close to the edge. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Good. Well, you're living in the last days. From 1914, that generation would uh, see the end of the system of things. Well, have they? Like, that was 109 years ago. Yeah, we don't talk about it anymore. We've changed our thoughts on that a little bit. Oh. So... That was inconvenient. The sign of the, the times, there going, would be wars, it? pestilences, earthquakes, famines. Ooh. You know, all these things would be happening at the same time, like never before. Global warming? World war was a major thing. Global war, I don't know if it's about global warming, but it did say... Um, Earthquakes and pestilences and so oh, actually, it's not you know, a good place but, to be then, is it? So all these things are happening, right? Yeah. So, so then God's going to say, "Look, well, Jehovah, we've had enough," and He's going to wipe out all the wicked people on the earth, all of them, all the false religions, except for the pioneers, Jehovah's Witnesses. Yep. Yep. And anyone that hasn't been preached to. Anyone that hasn't been preached to. That's why... But yeah. wait on. What if you were preached to, but you didn't convert? Oh, no. No. Somebody knocks on your door. Yeah. And then you go, get out of here, you Satan worshippers. That's what yeah. I say. Yes, yes. <laughs> Be gone. Yeah. And they go, um, okay. Now, if Armageddon come, as soon as they got down the end of the drive, you would be killed because you've been warned by the Jehovah's Witnesses, God's people... And you turn your back on them. So that's bad. Yeah. How can you kind of walk down the middle line? 
If you see a Jehovah's Witness or anyone yeah. that's wearing a name badge that looks like a Mormon, yeah. run. Blah, 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 blah. Don't listen to them. Don't yeah. let them preach to you. Don't let them say anything to you. Oh, because once they've said something to you, if you don't follow, then you're... Um, and you're buggered now because I've you, talked to you. Because yeah. oh. you, you should now be running out the door, ringing up the Jehovah's Witnesses, trying to save your life. Okay. So it's really a selfish religion because everyone's out for themselves. Make sure you don't open the door. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. How's your nuts? <laughs> They're very good, thank you. <laughs> cool. Tasty? They're not too good. <laughs> yeah. So... Can you stop saying so? Because that's a fuller word. Once you yeah. What's the end game? Um, well, the whole world's going to be destroyed, and you get to live uh, forever on a paradise earth with animals that eat straw. Animals that what? Eat straw. Yeah. Each. Well, they're not going to eat, 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 eat straw or eat straw. Well, they're not going to kill the animals. No, they eat straw. That all the lions that eat meat now, they're not going to do that anymore. Because that's not right. It's <laughs> just going to chew on <laughs> straw. <laughs> hay. I should say hay. Yeah, okay. they're going to eat hay. Yep. Because that's not right, killing animals. That's what God said. Oh, because they wouldn't. Ah. And, and you might say okay. it's never been done before. But Moses, in his canoe, he when he had all the animals on the canoe. Moses. Noah. Noah. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> Moses, oh. Jesus. So we know <laughs> Noah's up. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's what he did. So we know it's possible. For forty days and forty nights, it rained, and yep. then they let the, the the white swan thing off, and it come back with a bit of food in its mouth because yep. the waters had subsided, and um, then and then all the animals got out, and once again, um, that was one part in the Bible where God was trying to cleanse up all the wicked people. So. He's done it before. And he'll do it again. And he'll do it again. And we've got proof. So that's what happened to all the dinosaurs, because they they closed the door. <laughs> do you know what they call a dinosaur with no eyes? No. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you saw it? Yeah. All right. So all the dinosaurs were not true believers, were they? No, I felt sorry for the animals when um, Noah's flood happened. Yeah, there was a, a uh, brontosaurus that... Yeah. Aren't the knife in the door in time? That's right. They could have been on. Or, or, or just listened. Yeah. Yeah. So they gave Sent him on his way. They gave him a hard time when he. There's a great movie about Noah's Ark, actually. Have you seen it? Uh, um, there is, with that guy, um, the 40 year old virgin. Yeah, that's right. He, mm. he wasn't a virgin. Well, he would have been a virgin. Steve Carell. He's good. That was great. But yeah. if you want to know more about it, and then everyone was trying to bash in the door to get in when the waters came. So there's going to be another Noah. Who knows? Do you like that? There's a good line in there. I don't know what it is. Knows. 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 No. Okay. 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 So, why is this bad? Yeah, like, why why is Jehovah Witness such a bad thing? You know, like, sounds fair and reasonable. Because if you start to question the beliefs or you start to not live. If you're in it. If you're in it. So mm-hmm. the worst thing you can ever do is get baptized. And that is when you go along and you dedicate your life to Jehovah. Is there a certain age where you have to be baptized? 
Uh, no, but some people have been baptised from the age of nine years of age, that I've heard. You can't be baptised like as a baby? Um, no, that's different religion. That's more Catholic and they do christenings, I think, and maybe baptisms. Can you only yeah. be baptised as a Jehovah Witness once you're like old enough to understand it? That was the, the whole purpose of it, yeah. You meant to understand what you were doing. So and, um, and then you take the plunge. Yeah. So when I went got at the age of fifteen, I wanted to get baptised because all my mates were were was yeah. word. Um, and then um, I went through. They that doesn't a, involve a part of your anatomy having to be sliced or anything. No, that's called circumcision. Is it? And that is a um, another belief. You escaped that one. Yeah, I'm good. I'll show you. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. This yeah. is a family no, show. No, um, but some religions do have that for a reason, and they do it on the seventh day because the bleeding is less. Um, the blood coagulates better on the seventh day, and it's all scientific. So there's reasons why. But some some people do it. Some people don't. How can that be scientific? Oh, no, I'd always like to have my jacket on on a rainy day. Just saying. That's deep. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you get baptized. Yeah, you get baptized. <laughs> yeah. You get baptized. What happens then? Yeah, you know, you know, like does that mean that you're officially in? Yeah, you, know, you get yeah. your badge. You get your little tattoo. Well, yeah, you get your bite, well, yeah. it's you another get your... box. It's another box you ticked. Yeah, and it is. You've actually dedicated your life, and after that, point, you have to be baptized to be a pioneer. To be baptized to be a pioneer. Yes, you do. You do, okay. Because uh, what they call them is unbaptized publishers. So you've got all these young people out there going, oh, I did 20 hours as an unbaptized publisher. That's amazing, Danny. That's really good, Rob. You're a good boy. That's yeah. interesting. But then when you become baptized, then the world is your oyster. So what's a publisher? Publisher. Unbaptized. A publisher of... Um, I don't know, publisher? Actually, I don't know the word of that. We should use Google while we're doing this. No, no, no. Um, no. But a publisher, unbaptized, what does a publisher mean? Yeah, well, I presume that, well, a publisher must be someone who, I don't know. I mean, you wouldn't call somebody who preaches a publisher, would you? Well, you were saying about printing before, or was that tongue-in-cheek? No, that's true. No, the, it's the Bible Watchtower and Track Society. Okay, so... You you've um, been you've got old enough, you've believed it, you've bought it, you've baptized, you become a pioneer. Yeah. Um, is is there a point where you've done all your pioneering, and you're just sitting back in your rocking chair and you're watching the money coming? No. <laughs> no. No. You you become then you become a ministerial servant. Did you say minister or servant? No, ministerial. Ministerial servant. servant yep, and that's um, basically a helper for the elders in the congregation. And, okay. Uh, a ministerial servant will have privileges in the congregation. So you can't go to another congregation mm -hmm. and, and be a ministerial servant. You are basically given your stripes, like in the Navy, and you might be yep. a, but you can only do that in your congregation. Okay, so you're in it, you go through all the levels, you do uh, all of the stages, you know, like to help other people get in, into the religion, but at some stage you think, ah, 
kind of lost it. I kind of lost it. I'm Meaning not too lost. sure I believe it anymore. Oh, you don't need to believe it. Are you saying that a lot of people stay in even though they don't believe it? I believe that people just go along with the flow because they're too scared to stand up for... They don't question it. I mean, there's so many different levels. I mean, I, I, well, I'm going to get started because what they do is they... Get started, Danny. Well, they teach you from the stage at the meetings that if you question it, you're going against everything that is right. So if I, like, I'm... You must just swallow it. Well, I'm now an apostate, and you were told that people that... Yeah, yeah they're checked. No, that's prostate. Sorry. One... <laughs> so um, if I'm an apostate, that is somebody who really shoves it up the Jehovah's Witnesses and, and, and basically vocally tells people to get out of this maggot-infested organisation that is just trying to fool people. Now, people who are probably knowing me, who might be Jehovah's Witnesses listening to this now, will probably think, Danny's really got some issues. <laughs> Which I'd be right. <laughs> but uh, the, the fact is, you were told yes. that Danny is an apostate, that anything that Danny says is just wrong. Who who would say that? Everyone that, that who listens to any... So any Jehovah's Witness that is baptised who goes along to the meetings, would be told that Danny is someone to be avoided. Never listen to Danny. Ostracised. Ostracised. Not circumcised, but ostracised. Ostracised, circumcised, and we had prostate. Yeah. And we had foreskin before, but we didn't say foreskin. Yeah. So, no, what I'm saying is that this is the same, like I bust Ponzi schemes for a living. Anyone that stands up to... the um Yeah. Anyone that stands up to um, challenge them, they are told that they are the worst of the worst, don't listen to them. And it's the same deal with me. So that's why a lot of people come in, they believe everything, and then at some stage they start to have their doubts, but they basically keep it to themselves because yeah. right, they don't want to suffer the wrath of... Exactly right. ...the ministerial servants. Would they be the person, the well, people who are... You know, well, the elders? they'd get hauled to the elders. When I say hauled into the elders' room, the back room at the back of the kingdom hall that they have mm -hmm. in every kingdom hall, they would have three men, which they call a judicial committee, mm -hmm. and they would say, look, uh, brother, brother Rob, we hear that you are having doubts in your friggin' head, mm -hmm. that you are starting to believe. We heard you. wasn't, but I am now. You, you were talking to Mary the other day, and brother Rob Berry... <laughs> Yeah. Overheard your conversation, and you were saying that you were doubting the beliefs of Jehovah. Yeah, should have turned the mic off. Right. Let, let me get the Bible and show you a few scriptures why that's a stupid idea, Rob. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, are you are talking you from, from experience here? Yeah. Are you familiar with Ecclesiastes 3 or 4? Let me read it to you. Oh, I think I know it. See what it says, Rob? Oh, read no. Read the scripture. Oh, it's a calculator. Boopless. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can do that again. <laughs> So, um, hello, I'll just get, so that, that's the problem. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're in and you can't get out. Like, are you, well, well hold on. Oh, no, 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 you can get are, out. Are you able to get out, like, just walk out? Well, you can walk away from your family. You can walk away from your friends. You can walk away from your business. Let's say all my family are Jehovah Witnesses. Sorry to hear that. 
And we've all been baptised. Yep. And at some stage, I think, nah, not really into this anymore. Time for a break. Yeah. What happens? Um, well, on a serious note, a, serious. L- a lot of people actually take their own lives. At oh, that my point. God. Yep. Why? Because they can't live up to the expectations that the organisation puts on them. So they decide to leave it. And then they, they it's like walking off a cliff. Wow. And is that, what, is that because of the pressure or is that because of the, um, is that because of how their family would treat them or what? Um, I don't know, I might, might give a silly illustration, but let's give it a go. You know the Aotearoa walk is three and a half thousand k's? That's the one, the length of New Zealand. Yep. Now, if you, if you started that journey. Yeah. Pixel. It's <laughs> a family show. No, I think he's baptising you for the second time. He is. Thanks, mate. Yeah. It's, I had a shave this morning. It must be tingly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> if you started that walk, why would you be doing that walk? Because you want to get to the end. Why? Because at the end is the reward. Why? Uh, because you would have fulfilled your purpose. Purpose, thank you. Yeah, always that was ask, a good answer, yeah, wasn't it? Was, it was, because you I was like going to say why again. Yeah, I, yeah. I knew that. Yes, yeah. three, I always ask somebody three, but if you, you have a purpose. Yeah. So when you, um, like I was brought up in the religion, my mum found it when I was about two and a half years of age, and all my life I was told that I'm going to live in a paradise earth with forever, and I had a purpose in life. And people that didn't have a belief in Jehovah and Jehovah's Witnesses never had a purpose. So when you take someone's... Religion gave them that purpose. Yep. Okay. All of a sudden... I get that. You get, lose everything and you have no purpose. Yeah. You, you also amplify that. You have no family. You, everything you were grown up with, you know, in your belief system, are gone. So you have nothing. Oh, okay. So it's like... A part of you has been ripped out, the part that gives you direction. Not erections, <laughs> but whoops, and we've covered a few things about the men genitalia. I thought we'd throw that one in there. Uh, and, and it is massive because um, people, uh, my family, my uh, even my family that used to be in it that have left, um, not all of them, but a few of them, my, uh, close family, still ridicule me because I haven't hardened up and just got on with my life. So the fact that I, a lot of people don't speak out like I do because of the shame that they will bring their family. I've got uh, some who, de- who Who are still in the religion? In general, just yeah. even people that left. Because, oh, okay. because it's just, it's something personal and you keep it to yourself. And also because I'm branded as an apostate, that means that anyone that, um, is against something you repel. So I, even me speaking out is hard for me to do because I know that that is the worst of the worst type of person. Is is that judicial, that uh, judiciary that you go to at the back of the Kingdom Hall? Yeah. Kingdom Hall? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, you should join it. That, that is, is that what brands you an apostate? No, it's um, when you, they will tell you that the judicial process is a loving thing. Now, I went to quite a few committees where the elders said to me, Danny, 
we heard that you went to a party and you got drunk. Mm-hmm. You know that alcoholism is not approved in the Jehovah's Organisation. How do you feel about that? I was devastated. I went to a party. I opened the fridge and it was full of D.B. Brown, which yep. is the worst beer in the world. Oh, it is. And the people that were holding the party had only been Jehovah's Witnesses for a short period of time. And they just don't fucking be. So you don't invite somebody who's never drunk in their life or had a father figure to teach them how to handle alcohol. They just said, open the fridge, help yourself. And you did. I had three cans of beer and I thought, I'm invincible. Yes. I'm the king of the world. And I got stuck into this and I had the fourth can and then the fifth can. I didn't feel very good. No. And then I threw up. Oh, good grief. Yeah. So then, then somebody said, Danny went to a party, didn't, drunk to excess, and even threw up. So what happens? And in Jehovah Witness, drinking at all is drinking to excess? No, you can drink, but you've got to know how to stop and moderate. Moderate. Oh, okay. Pixel, okay. stop leaking okay. the mic. So you, you, went to the, you went before the judiciaries. Yep. Um. Three dirty old men. We how many? How many times can you go before them? Before ah, this is like are, are you kicked out or do you have to leave? No, no, no. As long as you're repentant. So they said to me, Danny, um, you know what happened? Tell us about it. Tell us your experience. What happened? And I said, Well, I, I, well, I didn't know. Out. I didn't know when to stop, and I just kept drinking the stuff. I was doing shots out of the can, and and then I and they yeah. said, Oh, well, we think you're repentant. So what we're going to do is we're just going to um, let you lose some of your uh, privileges. So I, I might have been not able to answer up at the meetings. I might have been doing roving mics, which is a big responsibility, and mm-hmm. they would have taken that off me um, for maybe three or four months. And then one of the elders would come up to me and go, Danny, we're going to let you do roving mics again. I'm like, thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks so much. It's so nice. And now I'd have everything back. And then let's just say... A couple of months down the track, Danny goes off and drinks again. And he gets shit-faced. Mm. And he's got snot running out of his nose and he's at a party and he's now got tequila and he's doing Red Bulls off the counter. And the elders come up to me and they go, Danny, what was the story? And I go, I got drunk, mofos. I'm having a great time. And they go, Danny, Danny, you can't do that, Peter Jehovah's Witness. And that's right. And I'm going, I don't care. I'm having a great time. They Then they would kick me out of the... Of the organisation because I'm not repentant. Oh, you get kicked. Oh, ah, yeah. so, uh, okay, okay, okay. So you get kicked out of the organisation. Is that when you're an apostate? No. Oh. He, he loved this apostate. So, well, I'm just trying to work out. You know, like there's this level of punishment. So you can do something wrong, you repent, you lose some privileges, uh, you eventually you're a good boy, you get back in, good girl. You get back in, you know, like you get your privileges back, you're naughty again, but you don't repent and you get kicked out. How do you get to, like, as apostate, like, the worst of the worst? No, apostate is Danny. Apostate is when you realise that you should help other people get out of this friggin' organisation and not be so reliant. Because okay, right. it's my so choice. If you go... It's okay. Or if you get kicked out, it's okay. But if you try to convince others to leave, it's not okay. No, that's not even apostate. Oh. No, apostates are someone who hates it, who speaks out about it, who actively tries to stop people from getting involved in it. Oh, wow. Okay. So, I don't know, modern world, what would we call it? Uh, Activists? 
right. Has that been good? Yeah. Okay. So, so, so the key thing that I'm hearing here is that the really bad thing is is that you're hooked into religion, which I guess is about faith, but it's kind of making you feel guilty, isn't it? Yeah. Now, you've just touched on something that I want to bring up. Can I bring up, because it's your podcast, my podcast, for his, his, his questions, is I don't believe in... I don't have a belief anymore. I don't believe in the scriptures. I don't have any respect for anyone religious. And mm-hmm. I certainly hate anybody. I'll give you an example. I did a half marathon give me an example. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. There's a guy on the in the street with some sort of paper book Bible telling everyone, repent, you know, love Jesus and you'll be saved. And I stopped, not before I started the marathon, the half marathon, and I, I said to him, Get off the streets. I, don't do this. What a waste of time. Who do you think's listening? And he said, oh, shut up. with them, and You don't know what you're talking about. And I went back to him got in his face and said, I do know what I'm talking about, mate. <laughs> I said, you are a Pharisee. You are trying to get your reward in full now. You are doing this for your own vindication. On earth. Yep, because you, you want other people to look at you. You're not being an effective witness of whatever you believe in because mm-hmm. this is unaffective preaching. And I told him to go to danny.co.nz and check out who I am because I, I'm proud of who I am and what I do. But I don't think anyone should push their beliefs. I don't care if he believes in whatever he believes, but when they're trying to sit there and show off or lord their beliefs above other people, I get aggro. And I don't care what religion they are. I just don't like yeah, it's that. An, it's kind of an interesting one, isn't it? Because, you know, a person on the side of the street or a person who comes around knocking on your door is kind of encroaching on your uh, right to just go about your life. And it's always awkward. You know, like, who who knows how to handle that conversation at the door? And, like, you're dealing with people that are trained to combat anything that you're basically trying to put a boundary up, isn't it? You've got a dog on you now. Um, yeah, you are. Pixel, don't lick the mic. Don't lick. Um, yeah, uh, funny that. Do you think I used to get scared knocking on people's doors? I'd say no. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Do you know why? Because you'd kind of been desensitised to it. No, not quite. You thought it was a game? I like games. No, no, because I weren't there. I was only there as one of Jehovah's Witnesses. I weren't there as Danny de Heck. you you're on a mission. Uh, yeah, because... Pixel. You've got a goal. Um, yeah, because I'm doing the work of... It's like going to somebody's door working for the power company. Yeah. I'm there um, selling power. I'm not there... I'm representing self-power, whatever it is, uh, you know, energy or something. But when I, when I finished... So you're just a vessel. Put him down, if you like, because he, he'd been a pain, Pixel. Um, when I was... Um, 14 years of age, I was still in the Jehovah's Witness, but I had to knock on people's doors and because I needed a job. Mm-hmm. And I decided to go to the flash area of Fendalton mm-hmm. and knock on people's doors and tell them I had a lawn mowing business. And they used to say to me, oh, well done, and what do you do? And I'd say, I'll mow your lawns. And they'd go, oh, how much do you charge? And I'd say $10, and then they would say, oh, that's very reasonable, an hour. Um... 
well, we'd like to hire you. And I go, oh, can I borrow your lawnmower? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when I, when, what I realised is when I knocked on those doors as myself, I found it incredibly hard. But when I was knocking there on a Saturday I morning. I get that. Yeah, because you've got a purpose. When you're an I, antique dealer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I get, yeah, I do get that. I've done that as, um, yeah, maybe a Toastmaster even. You're not doing doors as a Toastmaster? No, well, no, but you're, you're representing another organisation and you've got that kind of credibility behind you. Yeah, you've got a backstop. It's not. It's not you. Like if if there's a criticism, it's not pointed at you. It's pointed at uh, you know, like the bigger organisation or something. Mm. Interesting. So look, there's probably quite a few people that are listening to this who who are thinking, well, there's heaps of religions out there. There's heaps of people who have a faith. Um, is Jehovah Witness any worse than anything else? Yes. And um, very much so. Because I've lost two, uh, two family members to suicide, my stepfather and my sister. My sister was not a... She was an unbaptised publisher. I think she made it to that point. And my, but my stepfather was a baptised Jehovah's Witness and he died at the age of um, 36. Mm. And uh, he, we didn't know, but he suffered with depression. And I think he, looking back, he had bipolar. So he was up and down. He would go for like two weeks or two months without talking to the family. And we didn't know what was happening. And then he would buy things. So when he died, he had equivalent to probably $100,000 worth of higher purchases in today's world. Uh, he had $10,000 to be exact 30 oh, ages ago. I was nine. So whatever age that was. 41 years ago, can't remember exactly. But anyway, he wasn't in the right frame of mind. But when he took his own life, the Jehovah's Witness organisation dropped him because they believed that anyone that showed disrespect for life and took their own life shouldn't have anything to do with the organisation. But as the world goes on, like even now, the organisation still doesn't understand people who commit suicide because it's showing dis disrespect for life. My sister wasn't in it. Um, as like, but it, when she was four, she well, I was nine. She was, I think, twelve when he died, and then from the age of twelve right through to fourteen, she went off the rails, mm -hmm. and then she got into drugs and all sorts of things. And at the end of it, she took her own life. But from my experience, I'd know that she couldn't live up to the expectations, so she fell short. She was always looked down at because she'll be happy if she was Jehovah's Witness. She got involved in drugs, prostitution, the whole nine yards. Ironically, um, after many suicide attempts, she committed suicide on the same day and at the same age as my stepfather. So it really impacted her life. So I believe in my, and it's not just a random belief, there's lots of people that take their own lives, um, even the guy that just shot all those witnesses in uh, Hamburg. Um, you know, like it's, it, it destroys families. It's not a passive religion. It's an aggressive religion. It's our way or the highway. We'll kick you out. And if we kick you out, you're going to lose everything, boy. You know, so I lost my business. I, I could have stayed working with my business partner, yes. But I was a painter and a decorator. And I was working three and a half days a week. A week and my business partner and I, we shared the week. And we had two part-timers. Everyone in that um, 
business of mine was a Jehovah's Witness. So I would have been like, oh, Danny's, we can work with Danny, but it's not the best idea. But, you know, it would have been just hard. So I walked away from my business. Um, I remember having to, I, um, I, had a, I already had a flat. I was 23 years of age. Um, so I, I, I stayed in my flat, but I had to find a job. So I finished up selling my flat and my belongings, hitchhiking around New Zealand and starting a business as a mobile internet consultant, you know. So I, I had to start from scratch. And I did. I did really well. And then at one point I went and moved back home because I had to help look after my sister's children. My sister was still alive at the time. She had two children. And I used to help bring up my nephew. And, um, and then she got pregnant again had another child. And um, it just went on for years. But at the end of the day, my nephew um, moved in home when I moved out. And he looked after my mother who's now, I believe, I don't know for sure, but she's either got Parkinson's or something. But I don't have anything to do with my mother. My mum just recently tried to take me to court to remove one of my videos because I spoke out about the Jehovah's Witnesses and I explained about how it was being brought up as a Jehovah's Witness and the, and the effect it had on my life. Because if you're um, really into this, you... Uh, not allowed to show any real emotion. You're not allowed to say this. Like, if this was an employment discussion and my employer treated me the way the Jehovah's Witness did, I'd be a millionaire because I'd be able to sue their asses of them. But when religion comes along and screws around with your life and your family and your business and your mental health, then they just get away with it. And you know, mm, when this good, good. that's that's a really good point, yeah. Mm. You know, like, so, what I'm oh, we've just lost our battery. One minute, please call it. Keep going, it just happens over another one. You keep talking, ask questions, Rob. Keep the audience going. We're on a podcast as well. Oh, uh, well, yes. Well, I okay, right, right. So, what I'm picking up here is that there's a whole lot of guilt involved, there's a whole lot of uh, you know, like you can't celebrate Christmas, you can't celebrate birthdays not allowed to show emotion and if you um, basically lose your belief then you want to keep it to yourself so it's kind of a uh, duplicitous or I don't know if you'd call it a dishonest thing but it's it's not being authentic is it you know like if you do lose your faith you basically need to keep it to yourself because there's a lot you can lose by sharing it. Um, it's a really good point. Did I have my faith or did I get brainwashed by a bunch of elders and ministerial servants that just badgered me and told me that I must look up the scripture, the scripture says this, Interpret it to the way I should believe it. Well, what was I a freaking robot? Well, the way that you're told to believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like they say, be good to your neighbour. You know, be good. You know, it's really weird because um, I don't have a belief. And when I when I was 23 years of age, I basically used to live my life in five-year implements because in my head I was told that the world's. I still believed the world was coming to an end. And I, I probably thought, well, I might as well live the next five years of my life. Go for it. Yep, and I did. Boom. I travelled and I built a business up. And and, um, and then one day 
Oh my god, I haven't, re- I haven't um. Haven't died yet. Well, no, I haven't. Um, I haven't saved my for my retirement. Yeah. I haven't got any education. I never went to university. Yeah. I never joined any sports team. I've got no other one people around me. I've got no other community other than the Jehovah's. We weren't allowed to be part That's of the sports team. That's a very good point. You know, like if if the uh, end end of the world's coming, like what do you call the end of the world? I'm a getting, brother. I'm a getting. Uh, I'm a getting out of here. If <laughs> if Armageddon is coming. Do you see a lot of people who aren't planning for their future? If Armageddon's coming, out of it, weren't it? Well, if you're in, in the Jehovah Witness oh. religion... Oh, this is the funny thing. In 1970, they thought that was the end of the world. 1975, I think it was, they thought that everyone thought the end of the world was coming because they said three scores in ten... This, which is 70 years, yeah, they said this generation um, would see the end. So I, I, I think it was 1970, uh, well, 1975, Jehovah's Witnesses were selling their houses and putting the money in the bank and spending all their life preaching to the I, end. I think I heard about that. Yeah. And that was the real weird thing. So these people had no future. So I've... I've, you know, like, I, I'm getting um, sued at the moment for $4 million by some, some guy. Um, because I'm exposing him as a scammer, which mm. to me he looks like God, <laughs> but a crypto God. Anyway, um, the funny thing about it is I don't have any money, and it's a blessing <laughs> because they can't take get money out of this. So I finally found a purpose. But most people at the age of 53 would have some wealth behind them, over a house or some money in the bank or maybe some nice antiques uh, yeah. sitting there that they can cash up. And I have nothing. But it doesn't alarm me. But now I'm getting to 53, I'm thinking, hold it, at 65 I'm going to retire. I don't want to live on $400 a, a fortnight. Mm. So it's a bit of a concern. Okay, so look, how about uh, we wrap this up? Yep. What's your final words on it? Like if anybody out there is, is contemplating, well... I'll ask three questions. The first question is, if someone's contemplating becoming a Jehovah Witness, what would you say to them? Have a, have a talk to me. Uh, you know, don't do it, do it for yourself. Like I used to criticise people that were in it who weren't preaching, who weren't going knocking on doors on Saturday morning. Um, but then I realised they were doing what they felt was natural. And they were they're pretty relaxed. I think that's... Do it for just don't don't buy into the peer pressure that the organisation, the congregation, your friends put on you. If you want to believe in something and you think it's it's factual, and you enjoy reading the scriptures and you enjoy thinking you know what blah 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 is going to be about, then get into it for that reason. But don't go there for yourself. Be selfish. Take and give what you want out of it, and don't. You know, let other people influence what you want out of it. And if you get in it and you lose your faith, what's the best answer here? If you lose your faith, um, I don't quite get that. Like, if you lose your faith. If a person, like they join Jehovah Witness and at some stage they decide that it's not really for them. Uh, what's the uh, the path 
of least resistance. You know, like you're already involved in it, but you don't want to be more active in it or whatever. What should you do? You know, like you, you stop going or should... Yeah. Like what should you do? That is one massive hurdle that so many people don't know how to overcome. So it's a really, really good question. I would probably start um, joining quite a few social groups. I would definitely reach out to the ex-JDub community. There's um, groups on Meetup, which is a great site where you can actually um, learn how to um, form friendships with people, learn how to be a better version of yourself. Join Toastmasters. It's a good organisation. I, you know, I used to be part of Rotary. I used to be part of Toastmasters. I joined the uh, went to join the local fire brigade, but they wouldn't have me, bastards. Religious cult. Anyway, it's okay. I'll get over it. <laughs> um, but just get involved in other things in the community. Do some charity work. But get. I think the biggest part that really makes people walk off the cliff of leaving the Jehovah's Witness, they lose their faith, they lose their friends. Uh, they lose their purpose, is find something else to do that gives you a purpose. If it's volunteering and you're handing out sausages outside Mitre 10 or some hardware store, then go do that. But get involved, find some friends, because I've struggled for years to get good friends in my life. And I'm proud to say I've got a lot of people, but I've only probably got good friends because I'm a good friend. So I've become mm. a better version of myself. I'm empathetic. I listen to people. I ask questions. I show genuine interest with other people. Um, I think being a Jehovah's Witness is a very tight community, and you're just going to miss out in life. And then you get outside the scene. I literally started over when I was 23. You know, here I am at 23 years of age, you know, never had sex before marriage, Never really got drunk without feeling guilty. I got, I felt guilty about everything I did. I couldn't make a decision without thinking, how's this going to impact guilt, the congregation? Guilt, guilt. Yeah. yeah, and I, now I can go out and do whatever the fuck I like. Oh, I can swear what I fucking my like. I'm fucking good and at it. Last okay. question Sorry. is, All right. uh, we've talked about if you are thinking of getting in. We've talked about if you are thinking of getting out. If, if you see that person coming to your door and you just want to... Stop it. What do you say? <laughs> Don't answer the door. I've got an answer Don't for everything. Don't answer the door. Don't answer the door. I mean, if you go well, out so there... I, I already have a purpose. Oh, look, even if... Well, you don't you don't have to answer to anybody. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you can abuse the shit out of the person at the door and they're going to go away thinking that's what they said would happen to people like me. So yeah, you're kind so of vindicating what they be nice but be assertive. Yeah. Yeah. I would turn I uh, would um not for me. I would actually um if you come to my door and I know that you're a Jehovah's Witness, I would answer the door naked. On that point, small point, I well, think we'll wrap it up, Danny. Have you got any closing words? Uh no, but thanks. Um, I, th I think because I was, you said this afternoon when you were coming over, you said we could talk about the Jehovah's Witness thing, and I thought it was quite good. But I wanted this to be different because there's so many Jehovah's ex Jehovah's Witnesses on YouTube, and they talk about um, every time I hear their experience, I go snap. It's the same as mine. Well, there's an opportunity, you know, you know like for people to go out there, or or your next video. 
uh, to be on exactly that. Here, here's, here's the experiences. Here's the nutshell. But go out and have a look at other people's experiences, you know, like before you jump in, because it sounds like if you jump in, it's very, very hard to jump out. Everybody you watch, when I watch the videos, I think people look at them and think that guy's got an issue. Mm. Hand on heart. <laughs> I love life. My brother saw my video. The video I did just recently was being shunned, uh, leaving the cult. And um, I did that after my brother messaged me at 12 o'clock at night, telling me I'm an idiot. Telling me, also, it just called me a whole list of names. I actually got, I had texts from 12 to 2 o'clock in the morning, and I got all his messages. I stripped out all my messages, and I put it into open AI chat. Right. And I said, give me a summary of all these messages. And it just basically said, um, it nailed the attitude that he had in, in a few paragraphs. And basically it, it said that he was trying to justify all his actions. It was actually breath. I did it in my video, but I put it on the video that if you go and listen to, but it, it basically showed that everything wasn't his fault. He repeated all the jargon that I've heard all my life, and he continuously made a point saying that I would be happy if I returned back to the religion. My message to him was, you don't even know me. You have no idea about my life. I've had a fantastic life. I've traveled 35 countries. I built a business up from nothing. I turned over half a million dollars worth of turnover in a year, took home a whopping paycheck of 275 grand in one year. I've, earned, I've had a six-figure income. His answer to that was, oh, money won't bring you happiness. I didn't say it did, but it enabled me to do a, a whole lot of really cool stuff. I built a house in the country with my wife at the time. I had an inner-city apartment. We drove brand-new cars. We had horses. I had my own indoor target shooting range. Um, we travelled. I remember meeting my wife-to-be, and after in the first two months, I said to her, have you ever travelled? Have you got a passport? And she goes, oh, no. And I said, yeah, get a passport. We went to Thailand and we went to Hong Kong. I spent $14,000 on an awesome trip away together with a lady I just met two months prior because I wanted to. I didn't have to ask Jehovah for permission. Um, you know, we walked past a um, Volkswagen one day and I saw a convertible Volkswagen Beetle and I said, would you like to upgrade your Roadster? And she goes, yeah, okay. Uh, cool, walked in there, bought a brand new car, walked out. Did that while she was sitting there ch sucking on a chubby chub. They didn't even take us seriously. And um, I remember, you know, we just had some fun. We did some really cool things. And here's my brother telling me, because I remember when my sister died and it was he wanted to organise the funeral. She spent two and a half years in Princess Margaret Hospital with postnatal depression. And I kept saying to him, Linda's in a bad way. And he said, oh, no, you're dreaming. You don't know what you're talking about. But when she took her own life, he rang up and he was organising all the funeral stuff. And I go, oh, my God, you know, you just, you, you didn't take any of her, he, he just, he was so close-minded with everything that was going on with her life, it was um, just stupid. Hey, we've lost our battery, Rob, and we've just got um, um, a screen on here with stars on at the moment, <laughs> and there's no Rob and Danny, and I don't know why that battery didn't last that long. I know, it, well, it didn't last very long at all, but yeah. hey, look. Yep. 
I, I, I think that's been really informative. I've, I've learned a lot about Jehovah's Witness. Cool. And, um, you know, like the pros and cons. And uh, I, I think there's a lot of information in there for people to really uh, consider and talk about, uh, think about if they um, even want to know anything about Jehovah's Witness. No, you don't. You don't want to know anything about Jehovah's Witnesses. Trust me. Um, we need this going. <laughs> so, as Danny was alluding to, he he's made a video that he will put in the description about um, other things about Jehovah Witness, and um, maybe if you've got any questions and you want to know, or maybe any ideas for any future Jehovah Witness videos that Danny can do, put them in the comment section below. Remember to hit that um, bell. Hit the bell, be notified when new videos come out. And uh, that's good night from him. And good night from me. That's the two Ronnies. Bye. There we go. I, I think I think that was an interesting video. You think so? I th well, yeah, look at the end, end of the day. I I I think that was a neutral discussion.